Hello. QueerAF is now an independent community interest company. Our podcast's first four seasons were funded by National Student Pride, and so there might be some old calls to action in them. For the most up-to-date info on our podcast that funds budding LGBTQIA plus audio producers, visit wearequeeraf.com and sign up for our free weekly newsletter that sums up the LGBTQIA plus world and supports queer creatives kickstart their career. Enjoy the show. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hashtag Queer AF is brought to you by UK Power Networks. They sponsor National Student Pride because they recognise that in order to sustain their business in the long term, it's essential to have diverse teams. Their LGBT plus employee networks provide their team with a platform to seek support and guidance. And through constructive challenge, they enhance their ability to be more inclusive. They also deliver mandatory inclusive leadership training to all managers. You can see them at National Student Pride's Careers Fair on Saturday the 10th of February 2018. Being able to share my identity through at these kind of international events where I kind of felt safe to do so. I understand how important it is that I become a role model for, for other people who might not see other non-binary or queer or gay or LGBT identities of any sort elsewhere in their lives. Hey, it's hashtag queer AF, the intersectional sex positive queer as fuck podcast by National Student Pride. With me, Jamie Warren. We're all about telling stories about awesome LGBT plus people. And today's story is no different. This cool human's positive coming out story has already inspired many. And I know that after today, it's going to inspire many more. I got a lot of support. There were some fantastic leaders locally to me. PhD student Pippa came to grips with being a young gay woman before entering another swell, and more recently has been thinking about her gender. Having social networks where people share it, that information helps you to kind of find these things. I find it really difficult to put words to it. I tend to use different words every single time. So I identify as non-binary and queer, I sometimes use the word demigirl, so I see myself as more feminine than masculine, but not still fitting within a binary category. And then I am in a relationship with my partner who identifies as female, which just the combination of gender and sexuality together always makes those labels so much more complicated um, to try and pin down. So I think queer is why I've turned to, and particularly my partner is American, and queer is kind of used more commonly over there to describe the whole community um, and I really felt that that spoke more to my identity so I kind of started using that term. And I do think that identity changes over time as I've grown up, so I'm now 27. We've had a lot of change of vocabulary and words and in a sense you have to have a name for something to be able to identify as it and I think there's been 
a real change in how young people in particular can identify and do identify because of how more widespread and well-known the kind of words for those identities have become. Told you Pippa was an awesome human. So let's delve further into their story with this week's producer, Westminster Radio graduate Cassie Galpin. Do you think that's kind of important? You're saying having the words is important. Mm. Do you think seeing people, maybe that's something you needed? I think role models are very important. I think growing up, I saw women who were gay and that was where I kind of started being able to understand and see the similarities between myself and them. For much of her life, Pippa has been a part of the girls' only organisation, Girl Guiding. As a young member, this was a positive experience. I got a lot of support. There were some fantastic leaders locally to me who really made it a really positive experience growing up for me. And I think, fortunately, as a young member, I never experienced any negative reactions to it. I found my role models in gay women within Girl Guiding as a really kind of safe um, space to kind of talk about the issues of growing up, really. As an adult volunteer, I've come into contact with a a lot more different people from different places. And this is such a large organisation. There are lots of different social views. People have different backgrounds, have different life experiences. Some of the interactions I've had made me realise how important it is that I speak out about my experiences and my identity and help other people to understand it so that they can help, especially other young people who are going through it. And I think as a girls-only organisation, the idea of non-binary is just being explored and that people are just kind of coming to understand what that means to support trans and non-binary members in what's always been a kind of a single-sex environment. Pippa told me that over time she explored other parts of her identity, whilst being a role model through volunteering. But where else is there a community that she reaches out to? And on that topic of the importance of words... How do you go about finding the words to help you? You are saying demigirl. Mm -hmm. How how did you find that? Was it... The internet. (laughs) That is, I think, the difference. So... I grew up with the internet, sorry, the internet exists as a teenager, I'm not, I'm not, can't kind of deny that, but I think in terms of what the internet, the kind of content and the rise of kind of social media platforms in particular, having social networks where people share it, that information helps you to kind of find these things and I think when I, I first kind of came across it and then started kind of googling around kind of non-binary words and some of my friends in the LGBT plus community, them trying to get go through their own thought processes and, and sharing this and kind of having discussions about what we what we thought about kind of different articles kind of helped me to find new new kind of support sources. And then it has been much more recently that Actually, I've realised there there are other people out there who identify in this way and actually a really kind of growing minority of particularly young people, so older teenagers now, who have gone through the kind of process of those teenage years where you're really thinking about your identity, particularly with relation to kind of gender and sexuality. 
in a sense, seeing even younger people more comfortable using those kind of non-binary terms has really kind of helped me to realise that, like, I'm not alone. It's not as though I'm trying to create a category just for myself, but that I can find somewhere that I do feel like I fit and I belong. But what about more difficult patches in Pippa's life? Are there any standout thoughts or feelings? I think always sharing your identity for the first time is really difficult. And as a teenager, I've very much turned to friends who I knew would be understanding and sympathetic as a kind of first testing ground before kind of talking to my family. And I was very fortunate that everyone took it really well and just kind of accepted it. I felt a lot of those same feelings earlier this year when I started sharing my kind of identity as non-binary with more people. One of the things that really kind of helped me with that and inspired me was that alongside my PhD, I also have worked for Hull UK City of Culture. And within that, one of the events celebrated LGBT 50, so the 50th anniversary of the partial decriminalisation of homosexuality in England and Wales. It was significant, but by no means the end of the story. The fight for equal rights continued, of course, for many more decades. Well, there are now more Pride celebrations than ever before. It was a There's kind of week-long celebration for the LGBT plus community in the public space of Hull. And just seeing how the artists and the producers working on that made the whole diverse spectrum of identities visible and celebrated and acknowledged all of that 50 years of history, but also kind of left it with this this positive resonance of going forward. It was really well-timed for me. It really kind of helped me to have the confidence of... No, this isn't a a silly little idea that I've got about my own identity. This is something that actually society is beginning to to recognise. And that really helped me to kind of tell members of my family as well that this was how I identified now. Pippa showed me the route of the Pride Parade for Hull UK City of Culture 2017. So we're currently walking down uh, White Frigate, um, which is kind of one of the shopping streets that kind of radiates out from Queen Victoria Square in the centre of Hull. And this was um, quite um, near the beginning of our Pride Parade route um, back in uh, July. So our Pride Parade had two and a half thousand people from all different kind of groups and organisations walking down this street it was lined both sides with lots of people who come out especially but also shoppers who were just like Saturday morning uh, in the city centre an artist had made these icons of called 50 queers for 50 years I had um, the Drakes who are kind of performance group musical um, and it was kind of a tableau of them that we were holding on poles as we walked down here into kind of the main square and we went down further towards the station and then came back up to Queen's Gardens where we had a huge party. So we had a huge queer tea party taking over um, Queen Victoria Square in the centre of Hull. And But they were kind of came out in like twos, ones and twos, and so they were sat with people that they had never met before. So it became the space for them to have conversations with new people. And then it all finished with this really massive confetti cannon that covered the entire square in multicoloured confetti. It was a really good mix of sharing the history and heritage, showing the diversity of the community, but also kind of having that celebratory positive aspect and feel to it.
After the break, we find out more about how finding a home is more than just about location for Pippa. We have faced a lot with the immigration system as it is and those experiences of the sense of our immigration policy in the UK is really trying to kind of tear that sense of home away from so many people. We also hear about an organisation helping young, trans and non-binary people. We have a mentoring scheme, so you match up older trans adults with young trans people or questioning people and help them sort of negotiate being trans or non-binary or gender questioning at school. Thanks for listening to Hashtag Queer AF. We make this show to keep the conversation that is National Student Pride alive all year round. But we need your help to spread the message. If you believe in the stories we're telling today, then tell someone else about our little podcast. Subscribe in your app, and hey, even give us a rating, especially in iTunes or Apple Podcast. They really help spread the Queer AF agenda. And of course, it's National Student Pride, the reason this whole podcast is here this weekend from the 9th to the 11th of February, 2018. The biggest student event in the calendar and the largest LGBT plus friendly job fair. It's open to all and it's free at the point of entry. Studentpride.co.uk forward slash tickets to guarantee your daytime entry or to get your five pound weekend wristbands for the parties as well. There's also a huge stage full of conversation and panel debates and a live recording of this very podcast guest hosted by the one and only Newsnight's Evan Davis. Make sure you're there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Welcome back to Hashtag Queer AF. I'm Jamie Warren. This week, Cassie has been speaking to Pippa, who, by the way, if I haven't already said, I think is an awesome human. And that's when we've only heard half of the story. So let's get back to it. But... To get a wider understanding of all the amazing support that is out there for young trans people, Cassie also spoke to Jamie Pallas. They're from the trans youth charity, Gendered Intelligence. 
We run youth groups in London, Leeds, Bristol, and in Hertfordshire with Youth Connections Hertfordshire. We offer trans awareness training, diversity training for a range of organisations, consultancy, and we work with schools to help them support young trans people. We have a mentoring scheme, so you match up older trans adults with young trans people or questioning people and help them sort of negotiate being trans or non-binary or gender questioning at school. Jamie told me that young trans people experience discrimination in all parts of their lives. So what are some examples of this and what can be done? So it might be, you know, fear about coming out, fear about parents who aren't accepting, not being taken seriously at school, not being allowed to use a new name or pronoun, not being allowed to use the toilets that they want to use, not being allowed to to wear the uniform they want, or at university, you know, not knowing who to tell about being trans, not knowing where to find support, and we try and help them with all those issues and offer, you know, advice and information that's accurate. But also I think the important thing about our support groups, it's about young people coming together, like meeting other young people who are trans and questioning, and also just finding pride in their identity, like becoming more confident in being trans. I think that's what our youth work's about. So, Gendered Intelligence runs groups to help young people be confident in their own identity. But Pippa told me that even she thinks twice about what parts of her identity she reveals to others. Having kind of accepted my own identities within myself, I've kind of learned over time this this skill of how I can talk without feeling like I'm lying about my identity, but without revealing it. It's a positive thing in the sense that it helps me avoid feeling like I'm putting myself in danger, but it also has negative impacts in that I sense that potential still and there is that potential for kind of negative reactions and that's why I'm holding kind of myself back. And in a way, that's why I use feminine pronouns because I was assigned female at birth and it helps me with a bit of that kind of avoiding revealing that part of my identity unless I feel really comfortable to do so. I kind of use the word partner about my partner. We'll kind of think about how I'm saying things to avoid using kind of gender gender pronouns. If I just don't think in that moment it's worth the risk of me revealing that, that part of my identity. But she also realises the importance of not hiding her identity from herself. When I am feeling brave enough or strong enough or safe enough making sure that I do at times share that identity with people that I trust because it's really important to have that support network and feel that other people do know you fully for who you are. Pippa is grateful that her family were supportive when she's been coming out, so the absolute need for shelter was never really a worry. But what about actually feeling at home? I have been in a civil partnership with my partner for five years now and she is American and through that relationship that's opened my eyes a lot in terms of home as in a country that we feel like we're at home in and the UK has become our home through kind of friends and networks and we do feel at home here but I think we have faced a lot with the immigration system as it is So myself and my partner, we met when studying for our master's and as white and well-educated, we've had a more 
easier time with the immigration system than a lot of people that I know. But that doesn't make it any less kind of jarring. Pippa has had the opportunity to travel and experience living abroad, although ultimately returning to the UK because of immigration reasons. But what about young people who rely on their parents for shelter? What options do they have? Here's Jamie. I think a lot of young people do worry about homelessness and some experience homelessness because not everyone knows how their family or parents will react and there is like a big fear of rejection and in you know a lot of cases there is is real rejection so we always suggest that if you're planning on coming out to your family and you're unsure of how what their reaction will be you know if you're afraid that there might be really negative reaction or maybe violence you know put a plan in place so you know where you can go if that happens. And back to the topic of being a role model, helping others after going through similar experiences. I've seen the importance of of putting my own identity out there. Um, So through volunteering and volunteering with Girl Guiding for 15 years now, um, that's been such a long time. (laughs) And particularly with the kind of spread of social media. I've done a lot of international volunteering um, with girls and young women in other countries and being able to share my identity through at these kind of international events where I kind of felt safe to do so. I understand how important it is that I become a role model for for other people who might not see other non-binary or queer or gay or LGBT identities of any sort elsewhere in their lives. So how does it feel being that kind of role model? It's different. It's not a sense of being a role model in this role model in the sense of celebrity or like you have to be perfect. In a sense, being a role model in the sense of being a good friend. And in that way, it's not a pressure to be a certain way or act a certain way. It's not trying to be this ideal or perfection or in no sense. It's actually giving other people the sense of how do you get through these issues how do you approach those conversations that you have with family and friends and also being a a support and just somebody who can listen so I've had a lot of friends and what they needed was just somebody who didn't dismiss them and could sit and listen and I think that's a really important role model role and it's still a role model And where there's listening, there's also talking. When it comes to using the right language to talk about identities, especially on a wider or government scale, it's important to get it right to make sure that everybody's included. There's no doubt, as Pippa said, a range of terms to help any individual identify. What does Jamie think? I think it's great if people are finding terms that, you know, help them understand themselves. That's really cool. I think there's probably a bit of a gap between how things are developing like politically or on the level of government because there there is like more call for non-binary recognition and I think people use non-binary in a very like broad way because it's proved to be quite useful in the past 10 years say so where people in the past might have called themselves genderqueer or a whole variety of terms they're still using those words but when we talk about representation and rights we probably use the term non-binary. In your ideal world what would be a good change to see in particular maybe for this year maybe for next year maybe 20 years time to help your identity and others I think 
like over the last couple of years and I think it will continue there have been more and more people people in the public eye being open about their identity that really helps people to to share their identities within their own more private networks that's a really kind of positive step um that's kind of really kind of theoretical just talk about it more but also I think really practical in terms of my identity this is kind of slightly completely opposite different is toilets and this has become a real like bugbear and then there is like all the historical things if there's not as many women's toilets are there men's in public spaces providing toilet facilities that are more inclusive and that is just one of those small things of identifying as non-binary you think about it every time you go to the toilet because you are asked to identify differently every time you go to the toilet and that is something that happens multiple times a day and just the idea that we will have more and more public spaces where that doesn't have to be an issue you can kind of go to the toilet freely in uh, spaces that don't require you to identify as a gender different to your own that's it for this week's hashtag queer af but first time for a quick roll call of credits this week's show gives a massive thanks to piva gardner and jamie palace from janet intelligence presented by me jamie worm and production this week from the show's reporter cassie galpin creative commons music came from lee rosevere swept ak and the walton hoax this week's show was sponsored by uk power network whose sponsorship allows us to pay students to make this show And we always include their credits and contact details in the show notes. If you've loved Cassie's production, hey, you might want to hire her too. And if you also love what we're doing on the show, don't forget to tell a friend to subscribe to the show. Otherwise, we'll see you at National Student Pride this weekend, February 9th to 11th, where we're going to bring hashtag QueerF to the stage with guest host Evan Davis and a very special guest we're announcing later this week. See you there, because we're queer as fuck. And so are you. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.